ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We open up the phone lines this hour at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw, White Claw Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. Welcome into the Wednesday, July 28th edition. Your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And of course, if you can't join us by phone, you can always find me on social media at Paul Swan. You can find me there on Twitter. And then, of course, we always invite you to join our Facebook page and group. The Drive with Paul Swan. Busy day in the Olympics. I have really not paid that much attention. All I know is that the women dominate the three-on-three basketball floor. That's good. And USA men's basketball team getting some pep in their step. Defeating Iran 120-66. to Now that's a United States basketball score that I'm happy to see. That's what I want to see from this team. I want to see Team USA go out and just devastate other countries. Put some swagger back into USA basketball. I am all about that. Of course, the world has gotten a lot better, but hopefully we are going to see the beginnings of a USA run for the gold in basketball. So good job there by the basketball team today. Team USA defeating Iran 120-66. We got a lot to get into today. We're going to talk about the comments that Jerome Gilbert made. He was speaking to Metro News today. This was at a different event, but since he was there, the question was asked about, of course, realignment, reshuffling, Texas, Oklahoma. Now, he's going to be president for a little bit longer at the university, but I don't know if anything that happens will happen under his tenure, but we'll still get his comments on that. Also, good news today for Marshall outfielder Corey Bird, former Marshall outfielder Corey Bird. We'll talk to about that with you as I mentioned your phone calls baseball action coming up tonight Milwaukee taking on Pittsburgh we go on the air at 640 also you can watch it on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh but why would you do that you want to listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 Cincinnati at the Chicago Cubs Bally Sports Ohio tonight eight o'clock there so A lot of things happening with the Olympics today, but keeping it a little closer to college football, you remember when Reggie Bush had to give back the Heisman Trophy and Reggie's vacated records, the reason why NCAA coming down on him? Well, now that name, image, and likeness is happening for student-athletes, he's basically pushed and petitioned, hey, look, I want my records back. These guys aren't doing anything that I wasn't doing in 2005 and in that time. And the NCAA pushed back and said, no, we're not doing that. So the 2005 Heisman Trophy, not going to be given back to Reggie Bush. His performances and exploits, it's like they didn't happen at USC. Yes, he was the best college football player in 2005. He won the Heisman Trophy, but... As far as the NCAA is concerned, that doesn't exist. Those numbers, those records, they're gone. 
And it comes down to the NCAA is basically saying, look, yes, name, image, and likeness. You can go out, you can profit on your name, your image, and likeness, but the NCAA is still holding to their guns. There's no pay-for-play here. We're not doing that. That's one thing at least the NCAA, I think, is still holding a little ground on. No pay-for-play. Because if that's the case, then forget this name, image, and likeness. Just say, hey, here, we're going to hand you some cash. Come play here. And we don't want that. We don't want college athletics to get to that point. I honestly think that college athletics, what makes it special is the purity of it. You have young men and young women playing for the love of the sport. And at this point of the recording, the computer rebooted on me, so you get the rest of the show. It's just it cut off as we were heading towards commercial break. Just want to explain why the awkward jump here. The rest of the show should be as it was heard on the radio. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Conference football realignment going to be an issue for several years. Maybe not as many as we think because this could move rapidly or this could drag out. We're going to find out, though, when the SEC starts making its vote to include Texas and Oklahoma. We pretty much think that's a done deal. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. So Marshall University in Conference USA, been a member for a long time now. Marshall, a 1AA powerhouse late in the 80s and the 90s, winning two national championships at the then 1AA level, making the move to Division I, moving into the Mid-American Conference, a conference that Marshall previously was a member of. Getting back into the MAC, Marshall had success. Marshall won several bowl games. Even now... I look back, if the BCS was rolling back then when Marshall was running with Chad Pennington and Randy Moss, I mean, Marshall could have maybe made a legitimate push for an access bowl bid or a uh, shot at you know one of the bigger bowls back when that system wasn't in place. Marshall was pretty good. So yeah, we look back and sure, what could have been? But Marshall football was pretty good. And so there were some dark days. Part of that was the declining quality of Marshall football on the field, then moving to Conference USA, then struggling in Conference USA. Some lean years. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I don't think the program really invested back in itself. I believe truly that Marshall Athletics, for a time, Football was rolling, and once the new stadium was built and everything was in place, it's like, here we are. Now, you understand with athletics, you got to be constantly moving. That means you, you've got to strike when the iron's hot. you got to upgrade facilities. you always got to gotta add. you got to build. That's just the name of the game. You want to play in this game, you have to do these things. you got to always make sure that your facilities are up to date, that the quality of the fan experience is top-notch, that the athletic experience is top-notch. A kid's got to believe that, okay, if you're investing all of this into the program, you're going to invest in me. K 
Kids got to believe that. Indoor practice facility helps. Sports medicine helps. There are so many things that Marshall has now. Those things help. The programs that you put in place, the facilities that you put into place, not just for football, but for other programs, those things matter. I mean, right now, Marshall put a lot of energy into soccer. Soccer needed a new facility. Soccer got a new facility. It was top flight. Marshall won a national championship in soccer. And so now you're trying to move forward. You're trying to maintain that. You're trying to make sure your field is the best it possibly can be. Your facility is the best. Add to the facility. Add seating. You're you're trying to do that. You're trying to build a baseball park. You're trying to do all these things. Well, for a while, that wasn't happening in football here. And I really think that hurt Marshall in so many ways. Facilities weren't up to, to spec, not just football, but for other sports. Of course, you weren't really seeing the, the level of donation that you possibly need to help fund this thing. And revenues, we've seen this in time and time again. Revenues maybe not coming in that should be or could be or it could be better. I mean, there's so many things that were working against Marshall. So you know, Marshall gets into Conference USA and things are okay for a while. But then you see Conference realignment. Marshall is in Conference USA. Other teams leave, go to the American Big East becomes a a shell of itself in football to the point where it's not even football now. It's basketball. And so you have all this implosion going on and happening, and Marshall's in Conference USA. At the same time, Conference USA adding some members thinking, all right, we're going to grab some members. We're going to be in these major television markets. I know that was a big push. you got to be in these big-time TV markets to increase Conference USA. And no, that didn't do a thing. You are adding teams and bringing programs in that, sure, you're in bigger TV markets, but they're not really a part of those bigger TV markets. Yeah, TV markets got to pay attention to you. TV markets got to put its eyes upon you. If nobody's watching you, I don't care if you're in New York City. If nobody's watching you, you don't matter. And so yeah, Conference USA could have been maybe the best group of five conference, and, and that was always my push. And so here we are now. SEC looking to add members. Well, let me rephrase that. The SEC is on the precipice of adding new members because they were sought out by Oklahoma and Texas. And it's dollars. Because Oklahoma and Texas, if you talk about the Big 12, where are the TV dollars coming from? The eyeballs that Texas and Oklahoma bring to the league. For the most part, and I was reading a little bit in The Athletic on this, If you compare the rest of the Big 12 to the American, it's about the same as far as the TV eyeballs. TV's a big deal here. Fan bases are great, but TV is a big deal. And so if you take Texas and Oklahoma out of this thing, the Big 12, from a television standpoint, looks like the American. And then here's poor Conference USA. Struggling to get games on Facebook Live. No money there. No money there. Stadium. Before that, what was it? The uh, American Gladiator Network? What What was that? I forgot it. It hasn't been that long and I already forgot what it was. How much I cared about it. It wasn't that good. Uh, but now you have Stadium. Stadium's a better product. I'm Honestly... I can't say too much about the product, the stadium. It, it's a better product than, than what it was. 
So, if you're a fan of Marshall, you're a fan of the Thundering Herd, you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Well, Jerome Gilbert was at an event today. And he said, and this is according to what he said to Metro News, that most group of five schools are taking the same approach as Marshall. Watching what happens with the Power Five schools. It's basically a wait and see. And that struck me a little bit. I don't know if I'm good with wait and see just yet. I would hope that there would be some conversations going on right now. And here's what he said. In, again, he's talking to Metro News. If there is more movement there, then there might be some individual universities that would move up to the autonomous five. In which case... That would create an opportunity for discussion within the group of five to reshuffle. But here's what he added. It's ultimately too early to start talking about that. If it's just two teams in the Big 12 reestablishes themselves and does not dissolve or come down to a smaller number, I think things will stabilize. If more universities were to depart, I think we would see more movement and more unstable conditions in all the different conferences. And he's got a valid point there. I can't argue with that because... He's right. From the standpoint, I, I think it isn't too early to start talking about it, but I think from the standpoint that if it's Texas and Oklahoma moving to the Big 12, I'm sorry, moving to the SEC, and the Big 12 fills the gap, and then you see a couple of schools move up, so if the American loses a couple of teams and then the American gets a couple of teams, Pretty much, I think for the most part, you're not going to see this huge land grab once again. He could be on to something there, and that's fair. But I don't think it's uh, too early to start talking about that. Hopefully, people are talking about it right now in Conference USA and other leagues. I hope people are talking about it because you, know, you better have a plan. You better have an idea of what you want to do, what you need to do. You know, I know for a lot of you, the American is the logical step for you. I don't know if... Marshall is going to get into the American. That's going to be a financial commitment. You're going to get into the American. That's a financial commitment right there. Fair to say? I think so. That's a financial commitment. And then you get other institutions in Conference USA that probably would be jockeying for position as well. I'm looking at you, Old Dominion. Look at UAB. UAB has resurrected football and then some. And Marshall's got its work cut out for it. Marshall wants to be in the conversation here. Marshall's got its work cut out for it. But Marshall's in a position where, you know, the athletic programs are are starting to really look good. Soccer just won a national championship. Now, soccer's not going to get you into a conference here. But, and that's the the other thing here. You don't want to wreck the uh, you don't wreck, wreck the other sports. Ultimately, the other sports have no say in this. This is going to be all football, football and football only. But he did add, and here's a point that I've been talking about for a long time, and I'm sure some of you are with me on this. He said in talking to Metro News today, one idea is we could all get together and say let's redivide the schools into more regional conferences, which would be a good thing. He didn't just that didn't just pop in his head. I don't think so. I mean, he is pretty sharp. He's pretty fast on the draw, but I don't think that just popped in his head. 
Again, he said one idea is we could all get together and say, let's redivide the schools into more regional conferences, which would be a good thing. It, yeah, it would be a great thing. It would be fantastic. It would be the best thing possible because it would get you closer to what this should be. College athletics should be fun. I know there's money involved, but how much more fun would it be if Marshall's not going to play UTEP? No offense to UTEP, but keep it regional. Keep it close by. You know, eventually, you can make a trip now and then. That's fine. Yeah, hey, we're going to make a trip. Going to be special for the fans. We're going to make a road trip here. Sure, you're going to have to take four or five connecting flights, but we're going to take that trip. It's going to be a once-in-a-while thing, and that's great. All for that. Sure, you want to go to you want to go to the West Coast and play Washington? Yeah, do that once every 20 years. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But at the same time, I think this is better as far as if you're going to restructure. I think you're going to have to look at this from the standpoint of okay, what makes sense? What grouping makes sense as an alliance and of course you got to get everybody on the same page and that's going to be the big one here you might not have everyone on the same page you might have dissension with schools in different conferences imagine that schools in different conferences maybe not wanting to partner up oklahoma didn't really care about oklahoma state now did they nope oklahoma did its thing didn't console Oklahoma State, didn't call Oklahoma State, didn't say anything. Hey, hey, see ya. I mean, come on, you've been you've been playing Oklahoma State forever. Feels like it anyway. So where are we at now with that possibility? I, I would like to see it. You could see, again, Marshall, Appalachian State, I'm all here for that every year, all the time. I loved playing Marshall, Appalachian State every every year. I love that. I love seeing that game. That was and Georgia Southern. I'm all here for that as well. I'm definitely here for that. Coastal Carolina. Those are my three favorite. I think from the American. You know, I'm okay with Troy. Yeah, sure, Troy. I mean, there was a time where I was sitting there thinking, okay, Troy might be the that might be a program on the up and up, but. That's not just a random thought. Get together and redivide the schools into more regional conferences. That needs to be done. That absolutely needs to be done to make this more viable. But what has been driving all of this? It's television. It's television money. Somewhere, somehow... Oklahoma and Texas got it in their heads that this move to the SEC puts those institutions in a better place athletically, financially. Is that the case? I don't know. The television money, if it's that much better with Oklahoma and Texas and the SEC, then the SEC is going to be on board with this. Then what's the television money look like in the Big 12? And what can the Big 12 do to put a Band-Aid on the bleeding, stop the bleeding, and try to recover 
because the value of the Big 12 is not going to be the same because you cannot replace Oklahoma and Texas. So what is going to happen? I honestly believe the Big 12, you're going to see members try to find the exit more so than that league trying to stabilize. And so here we are. Can West Virginia make a solid pitch for the ACC? Which from a geographical standpoint makes the most sense. Absolutely makes the most sense. It's perfect from a travel standpoint. I mean, you have some overlap. Of course, you're not adding that much of a television market. I don't know if the dollars are going to overwhelmingly dictate that this happens. Because at the end of the day, if the value of West Virginia isn't that great monetarily, it's not happening. And that's with any school. And that's the problem here. Can the value be justified? Can you say to the ACC, if you're West Virginia, here's what we bring, and everything is going to be good. It's going to line up. I think it makes sense. I'm on, I'm on record here. I'm for it. But at the same time, you know, will television go? And, and this again, this is going to be dictated by, okay, what does television really want? What is television's input? What's the value here? And if more money can be made with West Virginia, then the Mountaineers are going to the ACC if that's the landing spot. And I'll be interested to see a lot of those matchups, honestly. West Virginia-Syracuse, oh, that'll be fun once again. That would, be, that would be fun to watch in basketball. I mean, football, Mountaineers will kill them. But in basketball, that'll be definitely fun. Get to play, you get to play Virginia again, Virginia Tech. You get to play, yeah, you get to play teams that make sense. I mean, come on. Makes perfect sense. All right, we're going to take our break. We'll come back. We'll get your phone calls in. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Center, it is made pure. College football scheduling continues. Old Dominion pretty busy today. According to reports, Old Dominion and Bowling Green will have a home-and-home series. It's going to be 2024 at Bowling Green and then 2031 at Old Dominion. So I love about college football scheduling. Got to wait ten years to play a game. Yeah, that's why I like the NFL. At least in scheduling the NFL, like okay, I know I don't have to look out twenty years in advance here to get a game here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't get my hopes up here. Okay, here's what the schedule looks like. Okay, good. Of course, again, there are a few more games in the NFL, and it's uh, it's kind of a little bit more regimented. Uh, Army and Old Dominion also adding a home and home series. 2029 and 2032 at Army, and 2030 and 2033 at Old Dominion. Is booking those schedules now? Don't you wish college football was sort of like high school to a degree? Okay, maybe not. You're all scrambling all the time trying to find a schedule. Hey, will you play us? I mean, it's what high school coaches got to do all the time. You know, you got your locked-in games, and then there's like, hey, we got an opening. Will you play us? You can do it next week. Okay, we'll see you. 
Okay, maybe that wouldn't work for college. But still, 2024, that's the earliest for Bowling Green Old Dominion. 2029, the earliest for Army and Old Dominion. You get games in 2031 and 2033. Yes, I do love college football scheduling. Uh, hey, some good news today. Uh, Tom Bragg overheard 247, the first one I saw reporting this, that former Marshall outfielder Corey Bird called up by baseball's biggest stage. Uh, Bird, who is a West Virginia native, also a product of Herbert High School or Herbert Hoover High School. He was part of that 2013 Class AA state championship, seventh-round draft pick by the Miami Marlins back in 2016, and he has been called up to join the parent club. This is according to reporting from Herd 247. Again, uh, Tom Bragg over there was the first one I saw with that. So uh, good news there. Hey, anybody you can get into the major leagues that's a Marshall baseball player, all the better. I don't think you're going to call him up just right now and say, hey, can you cut us a check now for that baseball park? But any little bit helps. We will get your phone calls in, I promise. We will read your comments and your tweets. You can do that on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can join me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. We've got that coming up. We will get more into what should happen here for Marshall College Football Restructuring. It could be a small thing. It could be a big thing. The dominoes are still sort of in place. They're toppling over a little bit. We'll see where it goes. We'll talk about it with you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Getting closer to the weekend. I can't wait to see where we go with this college realignment. That's uh, going to be the fun part, seeing where these dominoes fall. And of course, I hope that something happens that starts conversation in some of the smaller conferences, including Conference USA. I'm hoping... I truly believe that these conversations need to be happening sooner than later, and hopefully they're happening now instead of just waiting. But from a standpoint, it is hurry up and wait. What's this conference going to do? Then where's this conference going to go? Because when you take Oklahoma and Texas out, do you have enough there to attract some other institution that could possibly help you compensate for the loss of Oklahoma and Texas. If it's a numbers game, you can find schools to take into the Big 12. If it's a attract eyeballs thing, that's going to be a little harder. And I get that conferences are part of these packages that include digital. That's going to be a big component. But there is nothing like terrestrial or being on cable, and I get it, I really get it, that cable is losing subscribers, newspaper losing subscribers, I get it. Media is taking a beating, but there is still a value there. There is a value for 
a lot of this product. And if you want ESPN, you have to go get it. Unless it's part of a television package that you're already in. If you are wanting ESPN, you're going to have to go get it. Plain and simple. There's going to be a lot of content on ESPN Plus, I'm sure. But if you want content that is exclusive to ESPN or ESPN2, you're just going to have to go out and get it. And you're going to have to subscribe to something to get that. Either a digital package that includes those channels, or you're just going to have to be locked in with your cable or your satellite provider to get those channels. Because I still believe that ESPN proper will be around for a while. And the strategy would be to push as much content as you possibly can onto those properties that you have to go get. I mean, I've got ESPN Plus, and it's great, let me tell you. It's fantastic. And if everything goes to ESPN Plus, it's going to be wonderful. I mean, it's fantastic. i got everything I possibly could want right there. I, I don't need ESPN or ESPN2 anymore if it's all there. Because I watch games. I'm not necessarily watching highlight shows, but I'm watching games and watching content that I like. And I get that. You need that content to provide value. But at the same time, you need content that people will want. You can't just throw something on a service and say, here it is. We've got all of this. That's great. It's like Netflix. I get Netflix is huge, but Netflix is starting to show a little signs of being um, vulnerable here because... They just throw whatever up on Netflix. Here you go. We got 5,000 new shows added today. I'm not going to watch all of that. But hey, if the only place I can watch Texas and Oklahoma is going to be ESPN and the ESPN family of, of stations, and you better believe if I'm a Texas or Oklahoma fan, I'm going to make sure that I can watch ESPN or ESPN2 or, or whatever ESPN platform I need. And I think you're going to have to look at the metrics that way as far as how many eyeballs can this attract. And I don't mean just people viewing TV. I mean, how many eyeballs, how many subscribers, how many people are going to put down the money to watch this either on the digital platform or on the over-the-air satellite component? And Because ABC is probably going to be in the mix as well. There will probably be some games on ABC, I'm sure. That's what happens when you roll with ESPN. You get you get good games on ESPN, and you get really good games sometimes on ABC. Look up that article on the Atlantic talking about the television comparison between the Big Twelve and the the American. If you take out Oklahoma and Texas, and the other big loser here in this is going to be Fox. Fox is going to lose some good content here. Because, you know, Fox is really in strong with the Big 12 as well. So, I mean, you're losing some major content here. And I really like what Fox has been doing with their Saturday production. I like what they offer. I like that there is some competition in the market space between Fox and ESPN because it makes both better. I really enjoy that, and I think that it opens up. At one point, we had multiple games on multiple channels that weren't all ESPN channels. I mean, at one point, we were there. and It's kind of been consolidated now. So I liked what Fox was offering. You know, I would flip back and forth if you know I was in a position where I could do that on a Saturday morning. If Marshall played a late game, I could watch a little bit of that. And I thought that Fox was doing a really good job here. I mean, College Game Day was not the only show in town now. 
you had something that Fox was doing, which was really cool. And I think they lose more in this. Oklahoma wins the most. Texas gets, I don't know how much more money they get. How much more do they need? How much value do they get out of this? I think Texas a and probably a loser in this. ESPN's a winner, obviously. Everyone else in the Big 12's a loser. And then the dominoes are going to fall again. I really think that if you get to a point where you have just super leagues, it's not going to be as good. Unless you're in that super league, it's not going to be as good. And even then, it's probably not going to be as good. I think the variety, the amount of college football, I mean, sure, I complain about the amount of college bowls we have, but I think that you need a lot of what makes college football special to remain intact, to to give it value. If not, we're just talking about a, a pro league below the level of the NFL. We're talking about the NFL's G League, just about. And with that said, thanks for tuning in to today's edition. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll take your phone calls on the White Call phone lines tomorrow as well. What's going to happen tomorrow? That's the big question. Can't wait to find out, but we'll do it together on your drive home right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.